0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. Today is May 27th, 2020 and we are so glad all of you have chosen to join us today. Um, my name is Michael and I'm here with my coworker Dominic Dibble in London um, who will be speaking later on the theme, Minorities and the Walls of Separation. Um, we will have shortly A, meditation, and then Dominic will speak later on the theme. As many of you know, this Goodwill Meditation Group meets subjectively every Wednesday at noon in your local time zone, and we invite you all to link up each week and use the Goodwill Meditation to strengthen the expression of goodwill through humanity. The Goodwill Meditation Group webinar, this webinar, meets on the last Wednesday of each month and seeks to support the weekly work of the group and to introduce new members to its work. And today in the midst of this global pandemic, those of us who work subjectively through meditation and the power of thought are afforded a real opportunity to aid humanity by elevating human consciousness above the fear, the crises, and the many symbols of separation that are now have become unavoidable part of our lives. Goodwill is fundamentally love and expression. It is pure goodness expressed through human thought and relationships. And by facilitating this environment of loving thought around the world and in our local communities, we aid in tearing down the barriers of separation that exist between races, between classes, between nations, and between ideologies, and these barriers exist foremost in the realm of human thinking and human imagination. The borders between nations, of course, are one example of these human constructs. Yet when we bring these constructs into right relationship, that which once separated can become a symbol of the underlying unity of the one life. This process of creating right relationship is also referred to as the science of redemption, by which all things are made new. The presence of goodwill, that is intelligent, loving thought and relationship, creates an environment in which this planetary renewal becomes possible. But before we continue, we'll do a short visualization
1: followed by the sounding of the mantram on your screen. See humanity as a sphere of dim, but softly radiating light with myriad points of brighter light upon its surface. Visualize upon this sphere a maze of walls and barriers,
0: which are the result of wrong human thinking. These walls impede the circulation
1: and radiance of energy upon the sphere. See at the center of the sphere, a triangle of blinding light with the world teacher, the Christ, at its center. See this radiance slowly permeating
0: the circumference of the sphere, emerging upon its surface through those
1: individuals and groups who think in terms of the one life, and one humanity. See this new emergent light
0: dissolving the walls of separation and see the circulation of energy upon the sphere quickening and becoming a
1: reflection of the central radiance. on the mantram may the power of the one life pour through the group
0: of all true servers may the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones may we fulfill our part in the one work through
1: self forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. Oh. So, we are now approaching
0: the Gemini full moon, which occurs next Friday, June 5th. And today's theme on the walls of separation is particularly appropriate for this time because the Festival of Gemini, which is also called the Festival of Humanity, the Festival or the Festival of Unication, is a time when humanity's potential to resolve duality is celebrated. And it reminds us that humanity holds within it the potential to eliminate the illusion that we are alone, apart, and independent, and affirm our existence as part of one life, one humanity, and that we work towards one common spiritual purpose upon this planet. And this festival also marks World Invocation Day, when the Great Invocation, a world prayer, is is used by many thousands of people throughout the world. Use of this invocation aids in the mediating the light, love, and will of divinity into outer expression through the medium of human consciousness. And so before we begin our meditation, I'd like to just show a short video um, on, on World Invocation Day.
2: Millions of people hope for a future world in which goodwill flourishes, and the well-being and right relations between people, nature, and the earth is paramount. We dream of a world that is whole, that integrates the vision of human rights and earth stewardship with the principles of sharing, so that together we can create a better world of peace and justice for all. Large numbers today find their meaning and purpose in helping create such a world. Through the determination, creativity and concern of so many groups and individuals, we are moving towards a more enlightened future. But something else is needed too. In order to build the world we long for, we need to draw on our higher capacities of will, of love, and of lighted intelligence. People of good will and good heart can pull their spiritual resources and come together in focused prayer and attention to invoke the energies of the soul of humanity those divine potencies that lie in the higher reaches of our nature. The Great Invocation is a will prayer that concentrates the natural call constantly arising from people of all cultures for light and love and the will to do that which is good and right. Its beauty and strength lies in its simple expression of a number of universal truths. The truth of the existence of a basic intelligence to whom we vaguely give the name of God. The truth that behind or outer seeming the motivating power of the universe is love. The truth that throughout history and in all faiths great individualities have come to earth and embodied that love so we could understand. And the truth that both love and intelligence are effects of the will of God. It is the will and plan of God for humanity to constantly evolve and develop in its ability to express love. We are approaching a time when we can expect another great individual to come to lead us forward on this path. Hence the call in the Great Invocation. May the coming one return to Earth. Every year since 1952, large numbers of people have used the Great Invocation on World Invocation Day. Please include the Great Invocation as part of your regular prayers and meditations on this day, knowing that as you do so, you are linking with countless others from around the globe who are united in a concentrated act of invocation. The Great Invocation. return to earth. From the centre where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the Masters know and serve. From the centre which we call the human race, let the plan of love
1: Let us now continue with our meditation. Link up in thought with all those people around the world who are working in this Goodwill Meditation Group. We reflect upon the fact of relationship with the family, with our communities, with our nations. with the world of nations. With the one humanity made up of all races and all nations. We sound the mantrum of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate.
0: I seek to serve and not exact due
1: service. I seek to heal, not hurt.
0: Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love
1: prevail. Let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's
0: relationship with all those beings who dwell in the higher realms
1: of mind and heart. These are the spiritual hierarchy of saints,
0: rishis, bodhisattvas, masters,
1: honored by all the world's religions and spiritual traditions. Imagine you are standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed
0: in the consciousness of the heart of love. For some, this heart of
1: love is known as the Christ, and other faiths have other names for the one at the center. Maintaining that high point of contact
0: lets your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family
1: in in whom the energy of goodwill is active. Silently use the affirmation. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work.
0: May the love of the divine self be shed abroad.
1: In my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill into the hearts and minds of all people. See this energy creating loving in harmonious human relationships and a culture of goodwill on earth. Meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships, and restoring peace on earth. Realize that you are helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy,
0: the spiritual heart center of the planet and humanity
1: through which the energy of goodwill may flow. This energy unites humanity, contributes to the solving of its problems and the healing of all differences and cleavages. linked in thought with all people of goodwill across the planet, say
0: the great invocation with deliberation and with full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you are invoking
1: divine energies and radiating them throughout humanity.
0: let love stream forth into human hearts
1: may the coming one return to earth from the center where the will of god is
0: known let purpose guide all little
1: human wills the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center, which we call the human race,
0: let the plan of love and light
1: work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. All right, thank you everyone. So without further ado,
0: we have Dominic Dibble, who will be sharing some thoughts on our theme today: minorities and the walls of separation. Dominic, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you perfectly.
3: Great, okay. Thank you, Michael, for leading us in that beautiful meditation. And yes, minorities and the walls of separation. <clears throat> Well, as you know, um, we're continuing our reflections based on the problems of humanity. And, and one of the themes, uh, one of the chapters in the book, Problems of Humanity, is entitled The Problem of the Racial Minorities. And it's for sure, that's no question that that remains a very significant issue in human life. Yet, um, since the publication of the book in the middle of the last century, I think it's probably fair to say that humanity's understanding, the concept of what a minority is, has arguably grown perhaps more subtle, more diverse. So, for example, we now recognise and have terms for many more groups who claim a shared identity, whether it's based on genetics or culture or gender or history, sexual orientation or other factors. So let's maybe just ponder for a few seconds. What do we mean when we speak about a group as a minority? What psychological process do we go through? Let's just pause with that for a few seconds and think about it. And if anyone would like to share your thoughts, um, either aloud or in the chat, please feel free to do so. And and, um, just to remind you, if you want to, Um, be unmuted just raise your hand which you can do by being in the um, I think it's in the participants if you go in the participants thing you can go into is that right Michael
0: yes open the participants screen and then Mm -hmm. click on raise my hand
3: okay so if anyone has any thoughts on what that means to say a group is a minority feel free uh, to share that
1: let's just Pause with that for a few seconds.
3: I can see one hand raised. Uh, I'm going to unmute you. Hello, could you? I think it's it's Galaxy 2. Yes, I can. We can.
4: I'm just wondering, in a very basic way, if a minority, an individual might feel if they're in a minority because they feel different somehow and that sense of different might appear to be from all sorts of external reasons and um, even the arcane school might feel it's a minority in spiritual groups uh, does that convey a sense of um, um, getting a handle on minority,
3: I think. I think it's it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a it's a starting point. Yes, it's a it's a place where we can we can move from. And I think yes, the sense of difference is definitely got something belonging. to do with it.
4: Separation not be- and not belonging.
3: Yes. Mm. Yes, and that, that belonging is a very interesting term, isn't it? What does that mean? And it has implications about things like communities and homes, doesn't it? Um, and there's a couple of comments also in the chat. Um, Sharon Friedman says, to me, it means less than something, a comparison to another. Interesting you say less than as well. I suppose the obvious thing is to say that majority and minority is just to think of it in numerical terms. Um but i think you could argue even though there are you know roughly the same number of women as there are men in the world that women constitute a minority in some sense not in numerical terms but in terms of perhaps equal access to opportunity and control of resources and so on um so that, you know, there are there are lots of different ways we can approach th- this i think difference power Control. There's, a, and we'll we'll explore these a bit more as as we go on. Um, there's another couple of comments. uh I'm just going to. Um, oh, Heidi, so, and also somebody else has raised a hand. That's Heidi. So, shall I unmute you, Heidi? Yes, I'm going to do it. I'm Can you hear there. me? Yes. Um. Loud and
5: clear. Uh,
6: uh uh, good, good afternoon everybody there are too many against in humanity it seems that the minorities are second-hand human beings whilst we are all one and interconnected nobody and nothing is really separated even governments do separate the ones who should be an example Are they all living in the illusion while they are they manipulated too? For many minorities, the human rights don't even exist. What can the group do other than dissipate illusion? This is quite a challenge. I think our our challenge. (laughs)
3: Indeed, it is our challenge, and I think you're right that uh, there is (laughs) certainly a challenge if there are forces within society that are making people feel um, less powerful, less able to raise their voice. Um, There's actually quite a few messages now in the chat. Um, um, I think for the moment we'll move on and maybe we'll come back to those messages because uh, a few more few more words to, uh, written down here, but I think we've already touched upon some of the things I'm going to address uh, later on. Um, and indeed, uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, one angle from which we can approach an answer to this question is to think in terms of power or the amount of power that a, a group has within society. Uh, and if that can be different forms of power, it can be financial, it can be so- socio, it can be social, it can be cultural. And so, for example, one uh, subtle problem that we have with defining minorities is that elites of all kinds can pose in some ways as embattled minorities. Um, why is that? Well, because in fact they are often as as we said earlier, numerically smaller, and that's one way of defining a minority than most other groups in the societies. But that doesn't dis- or that doesn't or shouldn't disguise the fact that when we speak about elites, what we really mean are those groups that have the overwhelming bulk of wealth and political and cultural power. So we could say that the main political issue of the minorities is is really one that concerns that. Um, fundamental concept, equality, as somebody else mentioned, it's to do, as, sorry, as Heidi you mentioned, it's to do with rights, and equality is one of the great human rights. <clears throat> so, if we're talking about equality, we're trying to find <clears throat> an honest answer to the question how do we balance the claims of various groups fairly without privileging any one group? Purely because of some relatively arbitrary characteristic, such as skin colour or gender, religion, socioeconomic status, membership of some network of association. And the first three of these um, are just examples skin colour, gender, and religion. They're, they're, they're examples of what we might call more traditional, in inverted commas, ways of defining minorities. As I mentioned earlier, the Tibetan title of this chapter, The Racial Minorities. Well, the, the last two, the socio-economic status, a membership and a network of association, these are examples more of something that we might connect with the concept of elites. Obviously, the picture is complicated <clears throat> by the fact that it's possible for a person to belong to both a traditional in vertical as minority and an elite but one of the major um, issues that w- that we have is that often there is a kind of semi invisible wall which separates minorities from elites and makes joint membership in that way difficult or impossible and that wall of course exists only in the human mind and it's precisely there in the human mind at the power of goodwill could be most effective in dissolving these walls of separation. So at this point, um, maybe we can just pause again very briefly. And just think about ways in which this barrier between this illusory barrier between minorities and elites has been pierced already by exceptional individuals and groups and what can be done and what can be done to assist this process so again if you've any specific examples that you you, that you find are very helpful to talk about or other thoughts please again feel free to share either by raising your hand or by dropping something in the chat we've already got 10 messages in the chat so but for the moment let's just think about are there examples of people who have managed to pierce that barrier and how they've done that. And does that
1: give us any lessons on how to do that? I see another raised hand. are also
3: many, many messages in the chat. Um, let's have a look now. Uh, that's Kit Flourish. I'm going to unmute you.
7: Uh, yes, hello. Hi, um, Kit. I, w- I was going to say how um, a lot of this can have something to do also with who we think of as within our circle of we. And
1: mm-hmm.
7: and, um, and of course, some people, you know, were able have moments or some people, their center of gravity is, is just really inclusive of the one life. Um, but also, I think it's important because just about all developmental studies show that as an actual, within human development, it starts with... A circle of inclusion that's really just yourself Mm -hmm. and then as as person develops that circle of inclusion grows and grows and grows and then of course something can happen when you find yourself in a situation where you have a sudden experience of your circle of inclusion growing or you can have certainly spiritual expansions that can sometimes also include that so the more we think in terms of the one life or developmentally are able to even think in terms of the one life the walls just keep coming down
3: indeed the one life is um a concept obviously that it's it's easier for, for for people who are spiritually inclined to talk about and to think about, perhaps. Um but it's 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 how do we then how do we think about how we introduce that concept to other people in a way that's uh helpful and non threatening. Um because I guess if one is not Part of a spiritual tradition, it's it's harder to think in those terms. Not impossible, but harder to think in those terms. Um, I see another raised hand. I'm going to unmute Steve Nation. Oh, I tried to. Didn't work. There we go.
8: Okay. Hey Dom. I see. This, <laughs> this is a, this is a very interesting discussion. I think to me that. Um, What makes minorities a problem, and it's a huge problem for now, is what Kit's been talking about, this transition of the sort of circle of identity. Um, And there's a huge history. And so the problem of minorities and the oppression of minorities by majorities, any sort of minority, Um, uh, To me, it is still primarily ethnic minorities, but it's also, of course, religious minorities are a huge issue now. Mm -hmm. Um, And the problem is, how do we expand the um, identity? First of all, how do we expand the identity to be more inclusive? Because as Aquarius comes, this is happening naturally. And secondly, and more importantly, how do we heal the inherited pain that comes from this problem of minorities? To me, more than any of the other problems, minorities is associated with incredible inherited trauma and pain. So for me, it's like, it's a question of healing. Um, That's one question. And then moving forward so we don't just establish new points of power that can have power over others. And how do we awaken a a true sense of goodwill to all that values diversity and values difference? And, you know, I think that's where we're going. That's where we're headed.
3: That's very helpful steve and i think uh, that you, you just uh, again we're returning to this point of difference and how uh, and the acceptance of difference and uh i think it's also very useful to talk about and to think about as you say the the problem the the issue of inherited uh trauma um and and how that can be made made good in some way um in ways that are not just about um, well, okay, we took a lot of money from you, so we'll give a lot of money back to you <laughs> to put it very in a in very trivial terms, or we, or we created a certain amount of suffering, so we you know how how, do, how does how does that healing take place that reconciliation um, between different groups um, and it's a and, and obviously, I think some people are the, the people within the, who are working uh, are, are identify with the, the notion of the, the new group of world servers are seeking to do that in, on an individual level, and it's now how do we start to do that on a group level, which is the the difficult part, I think. Um, I see that Darcy Sessions has a hand up, so I will unmute you, Darcy. That worked? Uh, yep. Oh, no, hasn't worked. Still not working.:
4: How's that? Can you?: hear Yes.
3: Me? Yes. can hear you.:
4: One of the lovely ways that I'm observing right now is, during the potato famine in Ireland, the Native Americans here um, sent the Choctaw Nation, I believe, sent um, funds to Ireland to help them. And their remembering Mm
2: -hmm. of that
4: gift of life shared is now being reciprocated to Mm -hmm. the Navajo Nation who is suffering deeply from the pandemic. And that act of remembering
1: and giving back Are you still there, Darcy? Okay.
3: I think we've lost Darcy's audio. Although her audio's mm-hmm. still Um You got you got very quiet there or or couldn't quite hear you. Can still are you still there?
4: Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me?
3: Uh yes. Can you get a bit closer to the microphone perhaps?
4: Can you hear me now?
3: Yes, just about
4: the reparations of one nation, one group of people giving back to another and they remember it. And uh, the uh, Irish people are now helping with the Navajo healing of of the pandemic. And that is creating healing between groups.
3: Thank you, Dorothy. That's a beautiful example, actually, of, um, as you say, as a, a, a very, and I think it's, um, It's interesting because uh, we know that the 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 the, the, uh, the saying it's almost a cliche now that uh, of the Native American people speaking about uh, act acting in terms of the seventh generation, and it's interesting that this <laughs> this is almost like a seventh generation payback <laughs> happening um, of solidarity, and expression of solidarity, and and I think that's. Uh, Something that uh, has obviously become clearer uh, within the um, the current situation that we have—that we are all in this together—and so that we have to figure things out together. We have to learn how to figure things out together. We have to learn to think of each other less in terms of minorities and less in terms of difference, but of um, the the characteristics that we have in. Common and are sharing. Um, are there any, Michael? Have you spotted any uh, comments in the chat you want to highlight?
0: Or are you?
1: Okay, there's a lot of great comments in the chat, but um,
0: yeah, none in particular. I have in front of me right now. I just noticed
3: one from Kit Flourish, which is interesting, uh, which just reminded me, Thomas Hubel and others are working for the healing of inherited trauma. I, I, I don't know if anyone's familiar with, apart from Kit, is familiar with uh, Thomas Hubel. But, yes, I know that I have noticed that uh, that's that's a person in a group who are working specifically with that idea of inherited trauma. Um. Okay, well, l- l- let's carry on for a little bit. Um, I don't know how we're doing for time. I'm, I've kind of lost track of the time. Um, oh, <laughs> actually quite near the end. Um, well, what What? one other type of uh, invisible barrier or it's sometimes quite a visible barrier because it's marked by a physical wall or or barrier or landscape features the border between countries and the idea of nationality Um, Or perhaps more correctly, nation states has been brought into even sharper focus by the current coronavirus pandemic. The porosity of national borders, the ability to cross them has become much reduced. And responses to the virus have been predominantly national in scope, with some exceptions, and they have varied as we know widely revealing sometimes surprising facets of national character and encouraging resilience in unexpected places. If any invisible barrier or better perhaps zone of transition could be said to be a natural feature perhaps that of the border of a nation or nationality and this is to understand nationality in the sense of a shared language or culture from the angle of the Ageless Wisdom these are as we know outward expressions, of the inner soul of a people. And what creates many difficulties, however, is the fact that these communities in consciousness, these nationalities, do not always coincide with the physical locations that, in occult terms, are intended to nurture them. What do I mean by in occult terms? Well, I'm thinking really of the, the actual devic substance uh, that is most nurturing for and protective of a specific race structure and consciousness. So it includes a particular combination of mineral, vegetable and animal forms, landscape features. The kind of thing that's sometimes vividly brought to life by the voices of bards and poets. <clears throat> for example, and here's one from uh, Walter Scott from the, Lay the Last Minstrel. Breeze there the man with soul so dead who never to himself has said this is my own my native land O oh, caledonia stern and wild meet nurse for a poetic child land of brown heath and shaggy wood land of the mountain and the flood now Those of you who have been to Scotland will probably be thinking, yes, he got the last line right with all that rain. But joking aside, and I can make that joke because I'm Scottish, it is unquestionable that the, the psychic bond between a people and a land where their consciousness is well nurtured and sustained is a very powerful one. This fact has been regrettably exploited by those who stoke the fires of nationalism as an exclusive mindset seeking to solidify borders when there should be fluid zones of intermingling of qualities. So maybe that's another idea we can imaginatively explore. What would a more ideal version of a national border look like? Again, if you have any thoughts on that, please share them. and while we're pondering that thought of what a, this ideal version of a national border might look like, we can also reflect on the complex reasons why certain peoples have been prevented from or partially frustrated in the attempt to anchor their sense of shared identity in the soil of a land. We might even go as far as to say that they've thus been prevented from fully incarnating as a people on earth. We can probably all think of examples of this phenomenon. Again, maybe this is something we could share and discuss. And to add one more question to the <laughs> to the heap, what does it mean for two or more peoples of differing psyches to share a land, a field of incarnation through Devic substance? At the moment, it seems, answering this question appears to be extremely difficult for humanity it's at its current stage of evolutionary growth. Can we think of ways to help resolve this issue? <clears throat> now, we have a hand up from David Trice. Uh, I'm just going to unmute you, David. Uh, that didn't work. <laughs>
1: Again. don't know why it's not working. Oh, oh, oh. Michael, could you try on un- 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 muting David? I
3: seem to have a problem.
1: Can you hear you? Yes, David. Hello?
3: Hello. Yeah, I'm reminded of a uh, of a good example of goodwill on a national level between y- Yitzhak Rabin and Yasser, Yasser Arafat. Mm-hmm. They tried to uh, give the Palestinians autonomy and a nation of their own, but that was uh, short-lived because of the forces of separation. It's a good example of what we need in the world now is simple understanding between peoples to allow them self-rule. Thank you very much. Thank you, David. And I think you've you've hit upon one of the one of the examples that people would would sometimes think about when they're thinking about um, um, two or more people's trying to share a land. (laughs) Um, How is that done? And how does, how does that work and how can it be made to work? And at the moment it doesn't seem to be working particularly in that part of the world. And um, I've just seen a comment from Kit Flourish Um, who said much violence can result when borders are determined by elites without taking different peoples into account such as borders set during colonialism in Africa often disregarded tribal borders etc and again this goes back I think to what um, Steve Nation mentioned about uh, the the problems and the issues of inherited trauma and inherited grief and and how we can come to some kind of reconciliation in these troubled times and there is finding ways to think about these issues and what constitutes these borders and consciousness these walls of separation between not just nations but within nations between groups is what we are seeking to do um, in the work of World Goodwill. And I'm just, uh, Michael, do you have any thoughts that you want to share at this point?
0: Can you hear me? Sorry, I was yes. muted. Um Yeah, no, I I have, I have nothing to share. I think the thoughts have all been really great and. It's been a great um, discussion. So, nothing to add.
3: Our, I think we're actually coming towards the end of our time. Is that correct? I'm, I'm not. Um, we seem to be just over the air at the moment. Mm-hmm. So um, maybe we should just round round this off by perhaps reading another couple of comments. Um, as Kit Flourish says, that, that, there are so many comments as a sign of great goodwill.
0: Um, there, was, there was one comment by Maureen Richmond. Mm-hmm. scrolling up a little bit, that I think she brought up an interesting point. She says, mm-hmm. the seeming division of the people of the earth is a false construct created by those who gain power thereby. As for the people of the earth, so very many realize the oneness. Only a small group hold to the need to reject others on the basis of religion, gender. Ethnicity or whatever, and I think she brings up a good point, especially in that there, the it's sometimes actually a small minority who holds who holds power and who holds maybe uh, some sort of power over people, and you know, who has the potential to kind of put these um, you know perpetuate these walls of separation. And I think, in fact, the vast majority of people actually do long for a world without these walls, and so it's important to keep in mind.
3: And I think um, one analogy that well, I think we're speaking about power here, and it's possible to say that some, at least, of these of the power that that uh, these. Um, elites may have is actually again itself somewhat illusory um and the, the one thing that springs to mind um is the uh the fact that uh in this current pandemic if you like uh the public in many different countries have been asked to follow certain rules and sometimes those rules have been expressed uh rather vaguely and uh, enforced rather vaguely and it it, it it i think people are realizing to some extent that you know their cooperation is is', is the the power of elites if you like relies upon their willingness to cooperate and it's it's uh it's an interesting time for us all because it, it allows us to see that there are that perhaps some of these um, Tendrils and of power are not quite as as real as we thought they perhaps were. But the <laughs> I think what well, what well actually the the fact we've had we've had so many comments we've had barely had time to comment on. I, I think quarter of them even are, 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 that is an encouraging sign as, as somebody else said. And there's oh there's one more comment that's uh, from character Kaufman. I'm um, you or try it wasn't working before oh
4: okay. hello
3: hello Katya
5: hi I'm sorry I'm cutting you on the last moment and it's a very unusual comment even for me but when you were talking about this um borders and um the divas and um people you know trying to borders you know all mm-hmm. of a sudden uh an image came to mind and I loved you know Mowgli when I was a kid? Oh, yes. Uh, that um, actually territorial presence is very much animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. And uh, for animals, it's, it's, it's clear and uh, very clear, those divisions and territorial separations, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, even animals during this huge crisis, they come together and they don't hurt one another, right? But when we shift over to human behavior, it is supposed to be a step above, right? So, when different laws, are supposed to apply, and um, I guess this will change as the proportion of human in us will prevail uh, as you know as a kingdom more and more. And um, but it's such an interesting thought, and especially you know the Devi kingdom with the presence of that and uh, the connection through that. Thank you so much. It was an amazing, amazing, really stimulating thought. Thank you.
1: Thank you,
3: Katja. Thank you. And uh, again, I think that's uh, a very intriguing uh, line of inquiry we could probably talk about for another half an hour or so. Unfortunately, we, we probably don't have time to do that. Um, but thank you, everyone who's contributed in the chat. And again, possibly we could make the chat available as we did before, uh, along with the the full um, audio. And I think what it, what this has highlighted is just how how many angles there are to approach um, this whole issue of minorities from, and how many therefore creative ways there could be of helping to dissolve these barriers and helping helping our fellow humans and our fellow creatures to recognize their oneness with one another and to see past all differences through goodwill. So with that, I'm going to, do you have any final reflections, Michael, before we close?
0: No, nothing final, nothing else.
3: Well, thank you again, everyone, for your participation. And um, we look forward to seeing you next month but before that of course if you want to participate either in the arcane school conference which is happening in geneva this weekend you're most welcome to do so and you can go to the lucas trust website and register for that and then the following weekend it's london so we'd be most happy to uh connect with you all again in this virtual space that we're in just now not quite as satisfying as being present together in the physical terms, but uh, I think we are helping to dissolve barriers uh, through
1: this medium too. So thank you again and good night.